Calling all podcasters, musicians, vloggers, and reporters, and everyone else who wants crystal clear recording that's super portable. The Sure Motive family of microphones makes studio quality audio that's as simple as plug and play. Many of the world's top podcasters rely on Sure, and with a Motive line of iOS and USB microphones, portability is now your friend. Imagine being able to get great audio quickly and easily from your phone, tablet, or computer. Simply visit sure.com/motive to start getting great audio for your content now. That's s h u r e dot com forward slash m o t i v. Blog Talk Radio. You know, every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. You know, I don't want them to be like they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That ain't that what we're supposed to do? It's, I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. to have personal responsibility, political accountability, and corporate culpability. Get up, 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 get up. We must eliminate poverty. I don't care what color the person or child Your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, and welcome to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. We are the return of intelligent radio as we ensure the free flow of opinions and push the envelope on the questions America's afraid to ask in the mainstream media. Good morning to all the truth seekers out there. Thank you for being with us. If you've been listening the last couple of weeks, I'll say this is my first morning back in a few weeks with my voice pretty much back to up, back up on par, I'll say. Uh, as you know, I've been battling a, a little sickness over the last few weeks, and I've never been sick this long, so it's definitely a unique thing for me because I typically do not get sick. So this is definitely, again, a, an experience, but I'm glad to be, in a sense, getting back. Um, <clears throat> go ahead and let the cat out the bag. Um, this show got through up yesterday, so we haven't promoted it properly all week long, but I think it's one that will be interesting to you, um, the audience, the truth seekers out there cheating, would you rather know or not know? I um, just got my famous co-host from years, Christy Gaynell, just jumped on the line with me. I've been, uh, I was actually very clear with everybody out there. I was actually looking to do a couple of other shows and couldn't get my guests worked out. So this was kind of a throw-in, but I think it's a nice throw-in, and I'm absolutely glad to have 
Christy back. Hello, Queen. How are you with? How are you this morning? As I told the audience, I'm getting my voice back. I've been sick the last couple of weeks. They've heard me coughing on air and everything, so it's been pretty bad. I think the coughs are gone and almost got my voice back. But thank you so much, Christy, for being with us this morning. If you will, say hello to all the truth seekers. Welcome back, and how you doing, Queen? Good morning, everyone. Happy Saturday. I am doing very well. Thank you for asking. Glad you're feeling better. I think I probably had that same cold for the whole month of January with that relentless cough. It just would not go away. Yeah, it's crazy. I was just yeah, I was just telling the audience before you jumped on. I've never had a prolonged sickness. I should say never, but it's been a long time for me, so this is definitely unique. Maybe I I think I have like a little bronchitis or something. So it's still, I can hear it coming in right now or whatever. But, yeah, so you've been kind of battling the same thing, so it's pretty cool. Let me make this clear. Um, Christy's back for today. Of course, I would love to have her back forever, but, again, she's off doing amazing and wonderful things and, and, and growing her amazing comedic career. So let me let me say that just in case people think you're back for good. Again, thank you for make, taking the time out of your morning to, to help me get through this show because, as you know, I don't want to do these shows alone, and especially this show, Cheating, Would You Rather Know? Or not, though, Queen. So if you want to highlight some of the stuff you're doing even before we get started, please do, and we'll get into this morning's discussion. Oh, so the stuff I'm doing, I do a Friday midnight show at Uptown Comedy Corner every Friday. We do a show at midnight. It's basically open mic, but I host it, and it's free entry. So that I have that going on. I've got a couple other shows coming up where I will be featuring. Um, I'm not sure on the exact dates, but I will keep you guys posted. No, absolutely. Send it to me via social media, and we'll make sure we keep up with what you're doing. Again, I'm glad to have you back this morning. Um, Let's go ahead and get into this morning's discussion, as we always do, cheating would you rather know or not know. So if you will, Queen, give me your initial thoughts on this morning's discussion question? I would absolutely rather know, but not a popular opinion. I just like to be informed. I feel I look at it from the perspective of when you're cheating on someone, you know what's going on. You're making a choice, and um, you're making a choice that involves several people's lives. I think it's only fair that those people – have the opportunity to make a similar choice. So I, I okay. want to, I just oh, like to the choice to sleep with somebody else. I want to make the choice of whether or not I'm going to sleep with you again, knowing that somebody else's energy and other stuff is now attached to you. Now, what I'll tell you I find surprising is that you actually think it's not a popular uh, decision to want to know. Because I'll tell you, in my lifetime, um, you said I absolutely want to know. What, I, what I've what i found in my lifetime, again, we obviously run in different circles, but generally speaking, that is the, that's what I typically hear. I hear people say, I want to know. They absolutely want to know. So, I'll, so I find it interesting that you say that in your, in, in your circles, that's actually not the popular choice. So let me kind of just, you know, dig in just a little quickly before yeah. we go to our first Yeah, break. Um, yeah like is that what you see in your circle, that more people kind of lean towards they rather not know? Is that kind of what you see? Because, again, I'm surprised by that, um, again, you know, before we even um, go to the first yeah. break. Yeah, 
friends that I know for a fact do not want to know. In fact, one friend I had, I knew the guy she was with was cheating on her. He actually admitted it to my then husband. And so I asked her, I said, you know, if you're, if your um, significant other was cheating on you, what do you want to know? And she said, no, I trust him. He says he's not involved with anyone else. I just believe him. And I don't want anyone else to tell me any different. And I was like, oh, okay. So I didn't tell her because she didn't want to know. And I was not going to ruin her illusion. Well, I'll say this. I think you did the right thing, Christy. Because <laughs> I have actually in the... I am in the, I'm in the, you know, and again, I usually don't reveal my side of it this early. I usually wait for the later part of the show, and I'll get deeper into it later. But I will say, uh, I don't want to know, uh, or whatever. And, and again, and I know there, you know, again, I know there are others who feel as me as the way as I, way I do. But in my circle, most people want to know. Like, like even when the couple of days that I was even letting people know, like I was in, I was at um, Sincere's event last night over at Black Dot Culture Center, the Arts Culture Show, and just you know mentioning, hey, tune in to, to tomorrow's show, and I would just kind of run around the room, and the few people I was able to ask, they were all in the same, the same boat as you. They absolutely wanted to know, and so we would definitely be opening up the phone lines this morning, uh, just you know to kind of get the. Um, the audience's input. What I'll actually do if we get a lot of callers, I'm actually going to kind of take a tally to see how our audience leans this morning. And I'm just, and again, it's just the idea that there are a lot of people who don't want to know in your circle. So I want to kind of tally it up amongst the truth seekers this morning. So we definitely will be doing that. And when we come back from break, you know, there's a lot of aspects to wanting to know because, you know, situations can be children are involved, you can be married. Like there's a lot of conditions in which knowing and not knowing and even people's reactions to finding out. Like we'll talk about all of that this morning. So definitely an interesting topic. We're going to go to our quick first break. When we come back, I'll come back. Matter of fact, I'll go ahead and give out the phone number now for people that may want to get in on this morning's discussion. The number to get in is 646-787-1691. Again, that number is 646 787 one six nine one. You will need to press one to let us know that you want to get in on the discussion this morning. So hopefully everybody's listening to that. If you're online, that's the number. If you're already on the phone lines, you will need to press one to let us know you want to get in on this morning's discussion. All right, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. All I ask is that you think. Hey. Where did you get that hat and t-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes, and I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most, it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made zero dollars an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. Everywhere I be. I 
Welcome back to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with co-host Christy Gaynell. This morning's discussion question, cheating, would you rather know or not know? Let me say this real quick, Christy, before we get into the actual discussion question. Like, it's not pro- appropriate for me to have this morning's show and not be able to play Secret Lovers as the cut. So I'm going to let the cat out the bag and call Blog Talk Radio out right now because I have to because the last two weeks they have not allowed me to put my cuts up. You know, I enjoy producing this show. So I won't be able to put in. That's a very interesting cut that I wasn't allowed to put up this morning. So I've got to call Blog Talk out. I will even say to my listening audience, if you are not a $2 a month supporter, we need your support so I can upgrade and not go through these problems again. If I, if I can say that. So if you are a supporter of the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, I thank you already. If not, and you like what we're doing, please consider it. Because, again, I am not happy about not being able to play Secret Love. Like, it's just inappropriate. It's inappropriate not to have that song play this morning. Go ahead, Queen. I said you can sing it. Go ahead, sing it. Oh, no. You, that's the last thing. I will lose the whole audience. <laughs> <laughs> I will lose all of my listenership if I ever tried to sing on this show. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and, 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 and jump this off. So uh, I don't know if you had a chance to see the promotions for this. Um, again, I only promoted it for a couple of days. Um, but here's a couple of things that, and I ran into this as well. As I said, I ran into most people who sided with you. They definitely want to know. And when I would run into a lot of ladies, what ladies always tell me, and I hear this consistently, and I want to kind of hear your take on this, Christy. So, and again, letting people know that this show is happening. When I would run into the ladies, they would always say, you know, we, we got intuition. We know. We we know when it's happening. Yeah. And so I was consistently running into women that were, you know, putting up. We always know anyway. So I wanted to hear your thoughts on this idea of women's t- uh, intuition because I am of the belief that I do think women's intuition is strong. I think they can, in a sense, pick up on things that maybe, you know, men, we're simple. We don't always pick up, pick up on. But I'm just telling you, in my lifetime, I've seen it, not necessarily with myself, with others, where, hey, every woman's intuition is to the extent that they always know. It's not It's not 100% it's not a hundred proof like I hear these women saying in my opinion, but I want to hear your thoughts on women's tuition being able to discover what's going on with their significant other in the case of infidelity. Go ahead, Queen. In my experience, women's intuition is accurate a hundred percent. A lot of times, <laughs> that's just based on my I'm laughing. I'm laughing a hundred, 110%, right? Now, go ahead. I'm sorry, Queen. Go ahead. Well, no, that's, I'm basing that on my personal experiences. But also, I mean, I think a lot of people think women's intuition is off or faulty because they think that if a woman knows, she should act on it. And that's what I think a lot of men don't understand about women. What we know and what we do are not always in alignment so to speak. And so a woman will know that her her husband is cheating, but she might not leave. She um she might not be ready to go. She might not be ready to support herself. She might not be ready to be a single parent. She might not be so a lot of times it's not that she doesn't know, it's that she's not ready to choose to do something about it. And so she will pretend like she doesn't know. And she'll um 
she won't look for the information. She won't. She'll. She will actually hide from the information, so that. And sometimes she'll even say, you know, don't bring that in my face, or it's getting too close to home, you know, to the to the spouse because she doesn't want to be put in a position where she has to act on it. And once people know and her friends start talking about it and her family starts telling her about it, then she has to act on it or, you know, feel um, diminished in the eyes of the people that she cares for. So a lot of times men confuse women not acting with women not knowing. Okay. So I'll say every situation you just described I think is absolutely fair. And and would you would you would you agree that maybe the women who are not acting on it maybe they're in the don't want to know category to a certain extent. Again, they're aware of it, but since they kind of fall in the I don't want to know in a sense, you know, what my significant other is out there doing. So that's kind of maybe why they play that based on their circumstances. Like you said, um, you know, married. So you know, possibly married or whatever the situation is. And so would you at least, I, I want to say something else out there, but would you say the women who, in a sense, don't act on it and it's not brought into their face and they're not embarrassed by it because it's not brought in their face, are they, would you say they're more in the don't want to know category? Is that part of the reason, or what's your opinion on that? I would say that they're definitely in the don't want to know category. I think um, – I think they are embarrassed by it, even though it's not in their face. I mean, it hurts to know. There's a feeling, I think, when your spouse cheats that you're not enough. And that feeling hurts regardless of whether you admit it or acknowledge it or whether it's in your face or just you feel it in your body, you still feel it. And so I I feel like that's still there regardless of if you're – openly admitting it or talking about it or not. No, it makes sense. And I think, now, I'll tell you. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I think a lot of times you'll see that um, reflected in women's, in their, in women's appearance and their attitude, um, that just feeling of, like, it's all like worthlessness or unworthiness where, you know, they know that they're, husband's messing around and they just feel like they're not good enough. And then there are some women who, you know, they, they're not that interested in sex anyway. So they don't really want to know. They don't want other people to know, but they don't really care either. So um, that's, a, that's another side of it where they're not really – they're, they're more focused on, like, raising the kids or their career or whatever thing the two of them have co-invested in and less interested in who he's sleeping with as long as they don't have to sleep with him. Wow. Okay, yeah, I've definitely heard of that scenario as well. And I will say, again, as I was promoting this show, this you know, for the last couple of days, um, everybody didn't land in the I want to know. I definitely had a, a, a woman say, Hey, take care of the kids. I, I really don't want to know. Uh, you know, we got we got to get this keep keep the family together or whatever. And, you know, that's just a short version of what she had to say. And so that's a concept that I think we would you agree? We heard a lot with the older generation, but maybe our generation and younger 
um, they're not necessarily with it. They're um, in the sense of they want to know. Like they're not okay with it in the sense of even if it means keeping the family together. Because, again, these are different circumstances, right? It's one thing if it's a quote-unquote boyfriend-girlfriend situation, maybe no kids involved. So I definitely understand you know, and wanting to know in that situation. Even when I mention I don't want to know, um, I'm really thinking more of if I'm married and gotten that far and have kids. So that's when I would be more prone to say, if if I believe we're good, I want to keep believing we're good. I don't want to break the trust, even though clearly that person is breaking, you know, my trust. But in a situation where, you know, we're dating or we're saying that we're supposedly um, committed to one another, um, you know, I'm not saying in that situation I don't want to know. So I will even, you know, kind of put that put out there, put that out there as well. But do you think this question this this morning is generational? Because I definitely think there was a different take on this situation, especially when we think about marriages. Because I think for this generation, even if married, people still say I want to know, and kind of like you said earlier, be able to make that choice for myself. Go ahead, Queen. I think the desire to know or not know. Um, depends a lot upon what you value. And I definitely think that there are um, value differences from previous generations to this generation. And I think that is reflected in, you know, their desire to know. I, I, and I wouldn't even go so far to say that previous generations didn't want to know. Um, I think, though, that they were less willing to leave because of it, because they also understood the ramifications so there's there's a lot of um that the thing about the previous generations and the older older people is with stuff like divorce, if your husband left you, if your husband cheated on you, people were like, Oh, he cheated, he's a guy. He's gonna go so as those get over it. But if your husband left you, there was a stigma attached to that and there was a certain amount of shame assigned to women who whose husbands left or who left their husbands and were single mothers. Divorce used to be a very shameful thing, and being a single mother, you were pretty much ostracized and outcast, and so a lot of women took the bury my head in the sand approach to relationships because they didn't want to risk rocking the boat and having to do it on their own, be a single mother, or, you know, face the scorn and the shame of their community because they couldn't keep their husband. So I think, you know, over the years with single parenting becoming more prevalent and divorce becoming somewhat normalized, um, there's a lot more people who are mustering the strength to say, I deserve better than this and I can do bad by myself and I would rather know and be able to move forward than be stuck in a situation where I'm being, you know, cheated on by a man who's clearly doesn't really care about me, or at least that's the perception. Uh, no, you probably know a lot of factors. If anybody's out there, there's a lot of people on the line out there, if you want to get in and give us your three cents on this morning's discussion, make sure you are pressing one. If you're online and want to get in, the number is 646-787-1691. Again, that number is 646-787-1691. Christy, so if I understood you correctly, you're saying, hey, the concept of wanting to know even existed even then, but the circumstances and the societal norms at that time 
was part of the reason, as you said, that maybe in a fist we're talking about, you know, from the lady side of it, we're going to flip this thing as well. But from the lady side, that's where that concept of maybe burying the head in the sand came from. It was just culturally just what was acceptable that, in a sense, created that. Because, in a sense, that's the era, you know, where you even get the concept of just don't bring that home. You know what I mean? So so for that to exist, that's somebody, in a sense, saying they don't want to know. And you're saying that even came about just because of societal norms. So it wasn't that they didn't want to know, but at the same time, you know, there was this concept of just don't embarrass me, you know, with it or whatever, right. so bringing it home or putting it in the face. Or or, or even there was a, it was this concept, and I know this going up in the South, there were men who had a concept of what, in a sense, and this may sound crazy, but a respectful way to cheat versus a disrespectful way to cheat. And the respectful way right. was what that very concept. Do not bring this to the home front. So they, they were definitely, again, going up in the South, I saw this where a man may have a ongoing situation, but done in a way that even, and this may sound crazy, but just calling it like it is, that even other men found respectful. Because if a man would... So in a sense, transgress and go get into a situation where they're cheating and do it in a way where it, it messes up their home front, that man, again, two men that are cheating, but that man that messes up the home front was looked down upon even more. So the the sad part is, if you, you know, to be honest, is that there's a concept of there's a way to cheat that is considered, quote, unquote, respectful. That definitely existed in prior generations. I don't know if it exists as much today, but I definitely saw that going up in the South. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, that, and that's exactly what I was gonna what I'm what I was t- getting at is that there there were ways to do it that were commonly accepted as okay. And in those times that's when, you know, the man who cheated poorly, meaning he brought the woman home or in the neighborhood and around the friends and the family, those were the ones that oftentimes left. And then both the men and the women were looked down upon in a lot of cases. The the man, because he went about it the way he did, but the woman that he ended up leaving, ultimately she bared the brunt of the ostracism and the new wife would become accepted over time in a lot of cases. But what do you think? Um, do they want to know, or, or does that mean these women don't want to know? And going back to the intuition thing, the women already know. That's why they're saying, "Don't bring it home. I don't want it in my face. I don't want my friends or my family to find out about it. If you're gonna mess around, you need to go out and do that. I don't. I don't want this person in my house. I don't want this person in my circle." But that indicates not that she doesn't want to know, that she already knows. She just doesn't want well, to face it. Now, now I, I think that's very fair for a lot of people. Now, I'm still going to stand by. It ain't 100%, but I'm going to share those where, where I get that concept from uh, a, a, a little later so, in the show. Uh, but go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, argument, go ahead, Queen. To that argument, I will say not every woman's intuition is finely honed or finely trained. Like some people, not that they don't have intuition, but some people doubt their intuition. And okay. in those cases, 
I mean, I, I would have to agree it's not 100%. And it's, but to me, it's not so much that the intuition isn't working. It's more that you're not trusting it. You're not trusting your gut. You're not trusting your intuition. You're not trusting your instincts for whatever reason. And that, to me, is not wanting to know when you are when you refuse to trust the intuition. But okay. the intuition is typically spot on. And I've heard a lot of women say, you know, you know you'll hear them say stuff like, I suspect, here's what you hear from women, I suspect my husband or my man's cheating on me. Here's what you hear from men. She can't prove it. And that's kind of where the, the, the thing, that's where everything kind of falls apart in the middle. You know what I mean? Like, so men will convince women that they don't have proof, and they go to great lengths. I've seen personally men go to great lengths to try to keep You ain't seen woman. nothing, Christy. Go on with that. No, I have. No, let me stop. I was in the car with this guy um, once, and he was married, and we're sitting somewhere, and he goes, I think that's my wife behind me. And he was like, let me try to outrun her. And I was like, why are you trying to outrun her? He goes, because she's been trying to catch me cheating. And I was like, well, then she already knows you're cheating. And he goes, well, she can't prove it. As long as she doesn't put her hands on me, she can't prove it. I'm like, she knows her vehicle. Like, she can look at the car, the license plate. She knows it's you. She doesn't have to put her hands on you. And he was like, yes, she does. She don't She don't catch me in the act. She don't touch me. Ah, it wasn't me. And I was just like, he was taking, hey, he was, hey, he was taking it wasn't me to the grave. Yes, I mean. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Now, now he in that situation, he's just stupid. Let me let me just say that. I understand that he believes that, and you know, again, I've and I've heard that concept. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. And so, but that's just somebody being stupid in the sense that, you know, you can't make your uh, significant other feel stupid when it's obvious. You know, I think we've and you know we've done a show well, about this concept. Go. I think yeah, honestly, go ahead, more marriages in. I think more marriages end because of the husband's relentless pursuit to try to make the woman feel stupid than for the fact that he cheated in the first place. Because I think as a woman, okay, that's fair. we often know, like I said, the intuition's there. We know what's going on. But when we bring it to you and you try to make us feel stupid and pretend like we don't know what we know, when you try to pretend like our proof is not legitimate because we didn't put our hands on you or photograph you in the act. I think that that's what causes a woman to say, I I can't be in this situation because you're underestimating me. You're treating me like I'm stupid and I'm ignorant. And why would I want to, why would I want to be a part of that? No, No, absolutely. Yeah. We're getting, you know, we're up against the break. We got a caller. We're going to come back out of the break. Um, with the caller out in a quick, with very quick break. We'll be right back. You listen to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. But all I ask is that you think. My name is Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. I am the owner and facilitator of the Mental Dialogue Community Support Group focused on practical solutions and the collective thinking of the black community. We do that one of two ways. Every third Friday, 7 p.m. at Urban Grind, or Saturday mornings, the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Contact us at mentaldialogue.com or on Facebook at Mental Dialogue. All I ask is that you think. 
Welcome back to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with co-host Christy Gaynell. This morning's discussion question, cheating, would you rather know or not know? We actually have a caller, Christy. We're going to go to the caller and see see what three cents they got for us this morning. Okay. Area code 678, last three, 306. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion question. Good morning, and this is Tennyson, and I like this last Hey, how you doing, Tennyson? Glad to have you with us, King. How you doing? Sorry. Yep. I am doing well. Hey, same here. How you doing, Chrissy? How you doing, Montoya? Good mo- I'm sorry, said that yeah, again? Yeah, we're doing well. Give us your three cents this morning, King. What you got for us? Okay, so so I, my, my take on this is I would like to know, and the reason why, you know, let me let me add this. A person cheats do not necessarily mean he or she doesn't love you. You know, people cheat for various reasons. I mean, it could be just some people just cheat because they may have gotten bored or feel unappreciated, under sex. You know, there's various reasons they need to feel heard. Any relationship can recover from cheating. I would rather to hear it from my partner that she says, okay, listen, I have cheated and I want to be able to work through this other than me hearing from someone else or catching or doing something, then that's, you know, can we all make mistakes, but any relationship can recover from cheating. Okay. Here's a good, here's a question I have for you, Tennis, and I respect um, your three cents on this. Now, I don't know if I, if I don't know if any relationship recover, but I definitely, obviously plenty of relationships do because uh, in, in, in my opinion, the reality is um, when you find situations in which, um, at least from what you, when we find out maybe that people have went through relationships and with neither side cheated or whatever, I think that's actually a rarity in today's time. And and if if I am correct with that, then this idea of cheating happens a great deal. And so a lot of people are forced, as you say, to kind of deal with the situation and maybe recover from it. And I respect what you're saying. You're saying if I hear it from my significant other, it actually gives you a better chance to decide, um, you know, how you're going to move forward. But to discover it makes it a lot more difficult. So I do understand that. Here's my little caveat that I want to throw in. I want to hear your thoughts and Christy's thoughts on this as well. So absolutely, uh, you know, discovering it and, you know, having to confront it definitely creates a, a bad scenario. But what about this, Tennyson, from this concept? What if, and this is going to sound kind of crazy, and I put this up in, in the promotions for the show, but listen to this, this word specifically. What if your significant other, quote, unquote, is successfully cheating? And I mean, what I mean by successfully is you have no idea, and she ends up stopping before the point of getting caught by you or getting discovered. So what if she has successfully cheated? You don't know about it. You still want to know? Ah uh, yes, because again, because it could be various reasons. It could be something I'm not doing. Maybe, maybe she she don't feel emotional connection. Maybe she don't feel like we do enough things together, enough activities. Because you know, if she says, if a person, if a, she says, if I found out that somebody cheat because of physical, it's just a physical thing. Then yes, if she, we can recover from that. But if it's something where she is in love with the person or she was in love with someone, then that's different. So I would want to know to deal with whatever caused her to go outside of the relationship. Nah, absolutely makes sense. Now let me throw this out. 
Um, one of you, I don't know. Um, the tennis, do you have a TV in the background? Just asking, which is okay if you do. I just want to check and make sure. No, no, I don't have anything in the background. Okay, okay, Kristen, that may be you. Just um, oh, um, I don't know if that's you or not. Okay, but either way, um, so no, absolutely, what you're saying makes sense. Again, when I say success, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna give, I'm gonna give you one more take, and I'm gonna hear Christy's talk. So maybe the reason, like you said, there's other issues because, like you said, people cheat for various reasons, and I definitely understand that. Where you know maybe something's missing at home, the men, you know, men and women both can do that per se. So there's something missing, and they seek it outside the home, and then get into an affair per se, right? So I definitely understand that, and like you said, physical cheating versus um, emotional cheating, I think they are very different. In the sense that you and her are able to work on the thing that maybe have sent her outside the home, you know, unfortunately, you know, that situation begins because of it. So maybe for her, y'all end up working on it, and that's why she stops, so she recovers. So that that very thing, which is the real problem, not, you know, which is, you know, what was, was not making you happy at home or was causing her to go outside the home. So she works on it to the extent that, in a sense, y'all become happy again. In that situation, last time, and I'll just throw it out, you still want to know, even though y'all have recovered, like, the, you know what I'm saying, because the cheating ends up being a symptom in that situation when when there's actually some type, something emotionally missing at the house. So um, your thoughts, Tennyson, and I'll let you go, and I want to hear Christy's thoughts on it as well. Yeah, that's that's a good question. Yes, I still want to know because you know what? Sometimes we get lazy, and I want to be, I want to be whole on notice that this can happen again. So I need to be able to Makes do, sense. you know, maybe weekly check-in or monthly check-in to say, hey, how are you feeling? Um, is there some lingering things you want to talk about? Stuff like that. Nah, nah very good thoughts, Chris. Any thoughts on? I kind of, I kind of pinpoint it. What Tennyson had to say and kind of put him in a couple pinpoint situations. And for him, he still needs to know your thoughts, Christy. Thanks a lot, Tennyson, for your three senses. I actually agree with Tennyson. I would still want to know, too. Um, And I'll tell you the reason I I would want to know. Uh, I think the key to success in a, a relationship, just like in any other endeavor, is a foundation. And if your foundation is shaky, then the everything's going to eventually crumble. Hold on, let me hold on one second. Okay, no problem. For anybody else, there's a lot of people on the line out there this morning. If you want to get in, you do need to press one to let us know you want to give us your three cents this morning. For anybody online, the number is six four six seven eight seven one six nine one. Again, that number. No, no problem. The number six four six. Seven eight seven one six nine one. You will need to press one to let us know you want to speak. And this is this kind of pinpoint is kind of where I differ and differ because I've seen it, not because it's happening in this, that I'm aware of it happening in my own situation. But I've definitely so, seen the situation. Oh, I'm sorry, Christy. Um, yeah, I was. You I'm something? sorry, I wasn't finished. I was going to say um, the thing with the foundation is if you're cheating, if the person's cheating, whether they get away with it or not. They've introduced lies and um, disloyalty, distrust, infidelity, all of these things into the relationship. And so those things are all cracks in the foundation, even if the partner is unaware that those things exist. And because those lies exist for the partner that cheated, because those things already exist, it's easier, in my opinion, to do it again 
because they've already done it and gotten away with it. So it's not like, you know, the, like the purity is no longer there. Like that trust is on um, at least on one end, all of those things have been broken. And so once you, once you act in a certain way, it's easier to continue acting in a certain way, especially if you haven't had to face any consequences as a result of said action. Okay. Let me ask you this. Um, and Tennyson said this as well. What if the situation was just a physical one? And, and, you know, in his opinion, that's something he said relationships can cover, you know, recover from. And like I said, even these situations, if everything's put on the table, a lot of relationships are able to recover, even the things that you're talking about now. And I do agree that all of that stuff is foundational, so I can't disagree there. Um, but what, in this, what about a situation where it literally was just a physical thing? It wasn't an emotional attachment. And so now, if it is just a physical, if it's just a physical thing, um, and again, I'm not trying to add like, I'm, but we, I, mean, we can, I think we can agree that those are different. I'm not trying to dismiss it, the physical thing as if it's it's okay. But here's the kind of where I want to go with the question. In that situation, um, whatever I don't know if you call it a moment of weakness or you get into the situation, uh, and so now you're bringing hurt and pain in a situation where. It ends, again, I'm not saying it's okay, but it's a moment of physical weakness. And so now you're volunteering that hurt and pain. When I, when, I, when I say volunteering it, you're volunteering it in a situation because, again, I'm talking about the concept of you actually got away with this, this one or, you know, we'll say we'll make, you know, be realistic. Maybe it happened, you know, over the course of a month or, you know, maybe even a one-night type situation. So I'm saying does that not make it different because now it's not any of the foundational things you're talking about. Um, you know, in 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 that sense, because there's no attachment. One thing that are quite people are quite often asked once that situation happens is, you know, do you love him? Do you love her? The reason you're asking that question because you're trying to see, you know, uh, have have we lost what we got, or did you, in a sense, have a physical moment of weakness? I think even when you're faced with the situation, we make that distinction if that makes sense. So I just want to know. Do you feel the same way in a in a situation where it was just physical? Just so for that, I would say I don't think there is such a thing as just physical, and I mean that in the sense that yes, the act between him or I mean, between the spouse and the non-spousal person that could be just like an um, acting on some kind of physical chemistry between them that doesn't necessarily go beyond the physical act. But when I say it's not ever just physical, that's because whatever feelings that that person had about what they did, those are emotional, whether it's guilt, whether it's um, joy at feeling like they got away with something, whether it's like this sense of pride at their ability to deceive, all of those things are emotions that are attached to the act. And those are the things, in my opinion, that will break down, ultimately lead, ultimately lead to it happening again and tearing down the relationship. Because a lot of times, in the kind of relationships that we're talking about in these cases, there is a trust and a bond between the two people in the marriage or in the relationship. And that trust and that bond is built on people communicating openly, telling each other about their day, what happened, their experiences. You know, a lot of times when you meet people, you talk about all of your childhood experiences. You share so much of who you are, if not all of who you are with this person. And then when you do this act that you can't tell them whether you get away with it or not, that creates 
a disconnect in person being your confidant. And so now you've got to find someone else to share. And so it becomes a thing where the person that you usually, that you did the act with, that's the only person you can really talk to about it because it it has to stay secret from the person that you were cheating on. Or, you know, you might be able to tell your boys, but you then risk them telling your your significant other as well. So it's never just physical. There's always, because people people talk, so there's always an emotional aspect, even if it's only within yourself. There's always um, a feeling of, you know, like there's this, just this knowledge that I did this thing and that this thing may possibly hurt the other person if they find out. So all of that is wrapped in and shrouding this incident that you claim is just physical. No, a lot, a lot of a lot of stuff makes a lot of things you're saying make sense. So we're actually about to we got about a minute before we go to break. So I'm gonna offer uh, something that we can get into after the break. Um, but I'll mention this, and we, we and we have to the idea of the double standard. Um, in, in, you know, in this sense, because as we were talking earlier in the show, we just kind of talked about, you know, in a sense, how, how women carried it in the past versus today's generation. And, and you mentioned the things that are different in society now versus then. Uh, but the concept, I don't know if there's ever been a, a period in which, in a sense, men societally have been known to carry it like that. Obviously, there are men who've been in relationships where their significant other has cheated and they've survived it, um, kind of like Tennyson mentioned. But the concept of a double standard, I think it's, in a sense, still seems to exist in, in a sense amongst men. I've, I've always said, well, these men are cheating with somebody, so let's not act like the, you know what I mean, in a sense, it's, it's one-sided from that standpoint. And I think in today's time, uh, I think it may be, I may be wrong, but I think it's fair to say that you you do see, in a sense, women cheat maybe almost as much as men per se, where it was an accepted thing in the past that men would more so than women. I think we've definitely, I think today's time we've changed in that sense. But when we come back from break, I want to jump into the concept of, you know, is that double standard still out there where the men are least, less, to, less accepting of their significant other, uh, in a sense, um, cheating on it. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. Well, all I ask is that you think we'll be right back. LNG Technology Services, we are your industry leader in aircraft and heavy equipment repair services. In commercial business for over 15 years, LNG technicians have over 150 years of equipment-specific knowledge and are known industry-wide for returning worn-out, broken, and overused ground support equipment back to the user in working better than new conditions. For a service job done right at a value unparalleled in the industry, contact LNG Technology Services at 478-781-4860. Again, for a service job done right, that number is 478 478- 781-4860. LNG Technologies is a Mental Dialogue Gold member and proud sponsor of the Mental Dialogue community. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with co-host Christy Gaynell. This morning's discussion question, cheating, would you rather know or not know? So to kick off, in a sense, this, this double standard, let me, let me, before, I, before I even go there, Christy, um, 
what are your thoughts on men in a sense in a sense being less accepting of their significant other cheating on them versus in a sense how women to a certain extent have been expected to to handle you know sad situation just what are your thoughts on you know if if do you feel like that's still in existence amongst men per se um I do think that men still have a harder time handling it. I, I also think that men are more inclined to not want to know. Um, from from what I know about men, like they're like as long as I don't know about it, you know, it's not happening. Men have, in my opinion, a very good ostrich approach to life, and it's not even just with their significant other, men don't even want to know the women that they're cheating with are sleeping with somebody else. And that's the fascinating thing to me about men. Like I know from a man's perspective that men, they, they can sleep with five different women and in their mind convince themselves that all those women are being faithful to them, they're the only man that each one of those women are sleeping with. And I'm just like, the delusions that men are capable of is on five in my well, let me, so let me let me at least say this, Christy. Let me at least say this. I have never been that delusional, <laughs> so I so I don't fit that I don't fit that bill. But what I what I what I'm not doing is because that's not personal to me. I'm not gonna act like some of what you're saying isn't true. So I'm not doing that to you. But I just want to throw in. I've never been that delusional. I've been accepting of those women who they. <laughs> Who who they're dealing with? I've been accepting of this situation too. Let's, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Queen. No, I, I I mean I'm not saying that all men. And please, by my generalization. No, I know you're not. I know you're not. Men, I'm just being a little no, facetious. But I'm you know, and calling myself audience, out a little bit in the in the sense that I was accepting of who, of who they were with person. too. I was gonna say all the men who are not that person. I'm not talking about you. Um, but you guys know as well as I do that there are some men out there who think like that. And it's, it's just insanity to me that it's even possible to think like that. Um, and, I mean, I, I know of men who think like that from personal experience. And it's just funny. They do exist, so I'm not there saying they don't exist. I'm not doing that to you. You're giving this woman one day a week of your time and energy, and you think she spends six days Waiting for you to show up again? <laughs> quite, quite delusional, huh? That you, you find that very hilarious. I do. And I have to say, I admit, you know what I'm saying? I admit that men, we can be that way. And I will even say, again, when I, you know, again, calling myself out, I am accepting of her significant other when I'm on that end of it. Again, again, in the past, I'll say that. Um, but I will say. Um, you know, even though I've been accepting of their significant other, again, being on that end of it, um, I will say um, as, at a very young age, the very thing you're talking about, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right that in the sense that um, while while going through the soul your wild oats period, I could definitely, rem- you know, think or, or do, you know, now that I'm, you know, being very honest about it, obviously I'm 45 now, but as a young man, I can definitely remember a, a few times where maybe I was dealing with, you know, more than one, you know, young lady or whatever, and again thinking that this is okay, believing that I was the only one. Like, 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 like when you just laughed about it, like 
I, I, I might still, in my mind, to this day, I was the only one they were dealing with. Well, and what you're telling me, with, and what you're telling me is, you, you, you not set to lose it down even now. So, so what you're telling me is, they wasn't waiting on me the other six days. That's that's crazy, Christy. I believe it. I believe they were. <laughs> and you say that's absolutely hilarious. I don't find that funny right now, Christy. Like the people. <laughs> Here's what's funny to me about it, okay? If you think of it from the perspective of a man who's cheating on his wife, okay? This is a woman he took vows with or whatever. He's cheating on his wife, and the woman he's cheating with knows he's married. So she knows you're married. She knows you're going to go home at the end of every encounter or night you guys spend together, and she may not see you for days. She does not have a strong enough moral compass to say, I shouldn't mess with you. You have a family. But you think her moral compass is strong enough to say, you're the only man, you're the only man I'm going to let into my body during this time period. <laughs> that's, that's the convention. That, like, like, I just, <laughs> that is the level of delusion that you guys are capable of. And I'm just like, shit. <laughs> because now I think about it, I have seen this. I have seen, like, what you're saying. Let me say this. I've seen, and uh, you know, and I think some women are capable of doing this too. And again, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to do a tit for tat thing, but I definitely would agree. I definitely have at least heard of. I don't know if I know one of a situation firsthand, but I've definitely heard of some men being mad at the person they're cheating with, deciding to deal with someone. I've I've seen it, but I, I've seen no. I know a woman that's done that. I know. I, I do. And now I think about it. It's coming to me. I know firsthand where there's a woman upset with the person she's cheating with actually moving on to have a real relationship. So it, I think it can go both ways, actually, but I am with does. you that men, men will do, or, or, or because of their ego, they are, will get more upset. And this is already a crazy scenario off top. You're cheating on your significant other and you're mad that she may want to deal with someone else. So I have seen right. that level of delusion. I, I can't admit that. And actually, I have seen it with a woman, too. I have a, a, a female friend that I know has cheated on her husband. Um, and, oh, okay, so the crazy with women is, like, men are delusional, but women are insane, like, with the level of stuff that Thank you. Doing. Thank you, Christy. Now, <laughs> like, just the mindset of women. I mean, it's so that's what better. we say amongst the men. That's what we say amongst ourselves. Y'all crazy. Now, go ahead, though. I'm sorry. It's go not, ahead, Christy. I definitely have to say uh, for the, the women who it is not better than men. I know of a, a married woman who has had an affair um, for about five years and during that time would not sleep with her husband because she didn't want to cheat on her boyfriend. Wow. And when her boyfriend decided to move on and find somebody who was willing to commit to him on a long-term basis because he kept trying to get her to leave her husband. She wouldn't leave her husband, but she also wouldn't sleep with her husband because she didn't want to uh, corrupt the relationship she had with her boyfriend by inviting her husband into her her bed. So she kept, you know, she told the boyfriend, no, we're not sleeping together. You know, he's not, we're not, we're not doing anything. And she, the husband he suspected that she was cheating, 
Um, even knew the name of the guy, but without proof, never acted on it. Um, and even consoled her when she get heartbroken and he would move on and all. But the insanity to me is when he did move on, she was so upset and so hurt that he would do that to her. And I was like, again, this is a man who's been trying to steal you from your husband. Okay, like he walked into this knowing you were married, did everything you possibly could to tear down your marriage. Why do you think that his character is so strong that he would not leave you at the moment that you felt you most needed him when you're ready to go, that he would not go somewhere else or mess with somebody else during this time period? You're not there. Yeah, that's a crazy thought. Matter of fact, I think that's something that we, you know, are saying we hear um, in our own lives as far as trying to navigate, uh, you know, our own relationships are saying that you were here quite often, and it seems gets disregarded very much like the scenario you're laying out. It's just simply that thought, if they cheat, with, you know, with you, they'll cheat on you. Like, that's a concept that you keep, you hear most of your life, but in my in my reality, and let me ask you if, you, if you've seen this, that a lot of people either never hear that, never learn that, or just don't take heed to it uh, um, from the standpoint, and, 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 and again, I've heeded it most of my life, but I can admit to you I had a scenario where I got caught up, where I was dealing with, uh, you know, a, a married woman. I'm not proud to say that, but I literally got caught up to the extent that I actually looked for a future. But I but I will say most of my life I had always thought if you do it with me, you will do it on me. And, and, you know, in that situation, it wasn't the first time I had dealt with someone who who had someone. Again, I was, you know, like I said, I'm admitting my own uh, infidelity as well. And, from you know, just from the state, I'm, I'm not, in a sense, the cheater, but I've definitely been on the end where someone cheated with me. So, I, you know, I'll say I've been, you know, in that scenario a few times in my lifetime. Um, but I had the one scenario where even I got caught up and, quote, unquote, fell in love to the extent that had that person left, I would have been good with that. So, I, you know, so so something that I had believed in all my life, I even got into a situation where even I disregarded that. Have you seen that? You know, like obviously the scenario you just told me about is one of those situations, but do you see people in general just disregarding the concept, if you do it with, with me, you'll do it on me? I, I actually even take that concept a step further, and I say anything a person will do with or for you, they'll do to you. Um, at some point. Mm. So, yeah, if they're lying to see you or cheating to be with you, then they will also lie to you to go see someone else, be with someone else, cheat on you. Like it's Because, again, it goes back to character. And right. whatever a person is willing to do for you or do with you is a, a demonstration of this person's character. And I think that's what a lot of times we're not looking at when we get caught up in these situations. We're not seeing it as this person's character is such that they are willing to forego whatever promises they made to somebody else in order to, you know, get whatever kind of satisfaction they're getting from this situation with me. And we we don't we don't look at it because we're feeling flattered, right? We're feeling like, oh, I'm better than this person. We allow our um, own desire and needs to have our ego stroked and our self-worth um, just validated that we don't 
actually look at the person's character. We look at the lies that they're telling us, or even it could be the truths that they're telling us. Right. Whether it's the truth or whether it's a lie, at the end of the day, the choice is a reflection of the person's character. Nah, that's an extremely strong point. We actually got another caller, uh, but because we got a minute before the break, I want to make sure I give them fair time. Um, so if you, um, area code three one three last three nine six six, we're gonna get you um, coming out of the top of the hour break so that we give you enough time to get your thoughts out on this morning's discussion. And for anybody listening online, if you want to get in on this morning's discussion, please give us a call at six four six seven eight seven one six nine one. Again, that number six four six seven eight seven one six nine one. You will need to press one to let us know you want to speak as we are discussing cheating. Would you rather know or not know? I'm going to set this thing off after we get to the caller. So, um, a friend of mine on Facebook, and it always works out this way, Chris, as I'm preparing for the show. Sometimes things just pop up. Um, it, they kind of get in my space knowing that I'm preparing for the show. I literally found something a few hours ago just this morning that I think is actually pertinent to the show. So I definitely want to bring it to the table after the top of the hour break, but we will go to the caller first. All right, you're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. We'll be right back. All I ask is that you think. Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with co-host Chris Gaynell. That cut you just heard, Taylor Pace, Love Can't Define This, one of our latest sponsors, Square Biz Entertainment. Uh, they drop new releases every 30 days, so we definitely love to feature them on this on the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, as we've always enjoyed music along the way with our talk show. Uh, again, some limitations to this morning's production, as I was not able to cut up these amazing cuts that would have added a lot of context to the show. Uh, but let's go ahead and go to the next caller and get their three cents on this morning's discussion. Area code 313, last three, nine, six, six. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion question. Eric from Atlanta. What's up, Christy and uh, Montoya? How are you doing? Hey, how you doing, King? What you got for us this morning? Glad to have you on. All right. Well, maybe it's just me, and I'm just really trying to understand. And I know, just to answer your question first off, 
Me personally, yes, I would want to know if I were in that type of situation. And I would think that everyone would want to know, and even if you don't want to know, you should know or you should want to know. To me, it's delusional or maybe even a sickness or a form of mental illness for someone to just say that they would not want to know. I mean, you should want to know for many. You calling me mentally but, ill, Eric? You saying I got? I need to go get see a, 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 a professional about me not wanting to know? Now go ahead, kid. I'm messing with you. Go ahead. Well, I mean, I know you're messing with me, but that that's a that's the honest question, and I know you're being silly, but my my answer to you would be yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Here's the reason why I'm saying that. You know, we all have to be grown out here, and to me, it's even offensive you know, to to call a man a man or a woman a woman if she is doing that. Going back to what Tennyson was saying and, and what you all were saying earlier as well, you know when you're getting, when you're in that mode of wanting to step outside of the relationship, whether it be mentally or physically, because cheating is also a, is more mental than it is physical, if you ask me. So, you know, but again, your question wasn't clarified one way or the other. Uh, but that's my perspective on it. And I just think that communication is key and questioning and answering before you even engage in any kind of conversation is paramount. And most importantly, you should have a contingency plan should any of those tantamounts be violated. If you have a commitment with that person and anything is violated, you don't have to argue with the person. You don't have to convince them one way or the other. You don't have to try to get the truth out of them or get them to at least acknowledge the truth or something that you already know or have intuition of because you've got to have trust. And so if you find that any of your commitments, your vows or whatever else uh, that you've uh, made a commitment to towards one another is violated, then you should already have a contingency plan in place either to be the relationship or stay in it and have a very good reason to stay in it. Not that you got to prove anything to anybody else, but have a very good reason why you're staying in it, but have a contingency plan. It shouldn't be a surprise is what I'm saying. shouldn't be a surprise at all. If a person cheats on you, what you will do as a result. Uh, Chris, any thoughts to what Eric brought to the table this morning? Yeah, absolutely. I think not, while I understand his perspective and I don't disagree with it, I do think it's a very judgmental perspective um, to say that everybody should know because because you want to know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's our place to impose our personal desires on everybody. So, I mean, I would want to know, absolutely. And I think that it's in the best health interest of people to know stuff like that but if they don't want to know I don't feel like they have to know I feel like people should be able to live their life however they see fit and if pretending like they're in a faithful loving relationship makes their like I want to pretend that I'm in (laughs) makes their life easier (laughs) keeps them sane healthy and happy and available for the kids if that can, if, but you know does. what I mean? Like, there's a lot, of, right? There's a lot of things to consider, you know. And sometimes the psyche of a person cannot handle the information, 
And so it is essential to, to keep those things into consideration when you're talking about ripping apart a person's family that they, they just mentally may not be able to handle it. And I don't think it's anybody's place to make that determination for another person. Eric, I'm going to let you respond, but I'm going to say, I'm, Eric, I'm going to let you respond. Let me just say one thing real quick. I'm just being funny here. But, Eric, I can't handle the truth. So, I'm with okay. Christian. <laughs> your, your thoughts, Eric. Go ahead, King. And I, well, we got another call that wants to get in, um, but I'm going to let you respond. Go ahead. Understood. You touched on the first part of what it is that I said, and that was just my own personal belief. And, yeah, everybody is entitled to their opinions. We all own them. And that's true. I think it's a form of sickness for anyone not to know want, want to know the truth in any type of situation, whether it be a relationship, whether it be at work, or whatever the case may be. That's number one. But the latter part of what I, what I mentioned, of what it was that I was saying, is that have a contingency plan in place if something like that should happen, whomever right. you are involved with. Have a, it's no different than you having a relationship at work. You know that you go to work every day and that you have a job to do. You have to perform these duties or these tasks, and they pay you. You provide the service, and they provide you a paycheck. But you also have, a, have to have a contingency in place should that paycheck stop or should they lay off. Yeah. Or should they, I, I agree. I, I mean, but saying that someone should have a contingency place and plan is like saying somebody should have a savings account. It's beautiful in theory, um, but there are a lot of people whose perspectives and opinions don't support it. For some people, having a contingency plan um, basically amounts to them believing or acknowledging that they don't think their relationship is going to work. And so some people purposely avoid one because they don't want to invite um, negativity. Yeah, introduce that thought. Yeah, into their yeah, relationship. Or, yeah, introduce right. them to the relationship. Any idea or sense that there's a possibility this isn't going to work out. And what? while I agree that the foresight can be very beneficial if it does come to that, there is also the perspective that you know you're creating that by believing it's going to happen and therefore preparing for it. Well, okay. I mean, one okay. quick response. I got another comment, reality. Eric, but I'll give you one quick response. Sure. Yeah, please. Uh, you want me to respond? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah give me a quick response. Oh, okay. and I got to get to the yeah. next caller. So, yeah, please give a so quick here's response. Here's what I'm saying. I I agree with what you're saying too, and despite my own personal beliefs about it, all I'm saying is, is that should it happen, and you're going to have your own reasons as to why you don't want to know, and okay, fine. But let's just say that those type of people or those people who believe in that or have that type of philosophy on life, they do find out. Well, then how are they going to handle it if they find out? Are they going to react? We blowing up everything. We burning we burn cars like I mean, waiting to exhale, bro. That's what we're doing. <laughs> so all I'm saying is, is that only this shit. We selling all your shit for a dollar. All your clothes on the front for it. <laughs> okay, so all I'm saying is, is that own it. Don't be upset about it. Be comfortable with the decision. Don't be up. Just don't go post or go post on someone or kill anyone. Own this. Nah, fair enough, brother. Post I'm gonna go ahead and get to the next caller, man. Aaron, uh, keep this in mind. <laughs> no, cause see, see, Chrissy, you just you just ended the show. I'm not talking about this with you anymore. Get off my get off this line. <laughs> 
You know, man, you can't play like that with men. Now, stop. <laughs> hey, hey, Eric, if, are you going to be able to continue listening? Because i got a scenario that I would be interested to get your approach on, but I'm going to bring it up a little later because I want to get to the next caller. Are you able to stay on the show? Because I'll pull you back up live. Um, if sure. you're going to be able to listen I'm to the show. To okay, cool. I got your number. Yeah, I'll pull you. I'll let you know when I'm pulling you back up. All right, thanks a lot. All right, you all have a good day. All right, thanks a lot. All right, let's see here. We got area code 678, last three, 579. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion. Hey, how you doing? It's Milt, man. How you doing, bro? Hey, what's going on, King? Yeah, yeah, definitely want to get your three cents on this morning. What you got for us? Um, I, I would want to know. I would want to know because I wouldn't want to walk around living a lie. I'd rather live in truth than just live, walk around thinking everything honky doing is not. I'd rather know the truth so we can try to, whatever this is, either we can get rid of each other or we can try to fix whatever uh, whatever's wrong. But I definitely wouldn't want to walk around thinking everything is 100, and it's not. I don't want to limit a lot. And more than anything, you know, it's too many diseases for me to be playing around with my health. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because, you know, you might be doing this with me, but you don't know what this other person is doing with women, men, or whatever the case might be. So I would want to know the truth. That's me. Nah, fair enough, King. Right. Nah, nah, absolutely. I appreciate your three cents this morning. Right now, Christy, everybody's leaning. Like I said, I don't know what world you're living in, but I know just a couple of days that I promoted this show. Every, most people I ran into, again, I had the one woman who said she didn't want to know, but most people were in the boat of they want to know. So, again, I definitely respect your world. And other more pe- there's more people who don't want to know. But I will say right now this morning, the popular decision is leaning towards what you said, Christy, um, amongst most people that are calling in so far. So well, what, what that means is anybody out there listening who falls in the boat of not wanting to know, we definitely want to hear your perspective. So if there's anybody out there listening that's, kind of leaning towards, again, I'm going to get into why I say it. I haven't given all of that this morning. But if you're in that boat of you don't want to know, please give us a call because we need that perspective as well. But thanks a lot, Milk. Anything else you got for us before mm-hmm. I let you go, King? Yeah, I, want, I also want to say that I won't lie to you. No one can, can really mess your reality up. But it, it's better to know than to live a lie because – if you walking around and you thinking just everything is solid and it's not, God to be, that's a painful thing to find out. <laughs> yeah, well, let me let me throw this out. Because Chrissy just mentioned it when she was talking when she was talking to the previous um, caller. She mentioned the scenario right. of the person who can't handle finding it out. And by, when they're not finding it out, they are able to maintain their situation. They are able to take care of the kids. And as I said earlier in the show, if someone, quote, unquote, has successfully, and most people don't successfully, over time they get caught. But for the person who successfully is done with the situation and continues, what do you think about that scenario Christy gave, that person who can't handle, maybe it's not better for that person. Like, whereas you could handle it, if they can't, do you think it's better for that person to find out? Because now they can't, some people can't handle the relationship, like, go forward with the kids and all of that. Uh, any thoughts on that, Ken? Well, I mean, it, like I said, it's two, it's two different things. One, <clears throat> you might can't mentally handle it because everybody's not strong. Some people weaken enough is mentally. But the thing is, it's like, would you rather not know and get AIDS or HIV from somebody from you sleeping with? And you think, would you rather be giving um, your fiancé or your wife or your girlfriend or sex while she's letting somebody else 
uh, uh, releasing her. Like, these type of things, it's like, it's just a lot to digest from my thought process. So, no, fair enough. I just would want to, yeah, I still would just want to know. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a lot. So, you know, it's more women in this world than it's men. So, you know, it's, I'll say it like this. Uh, I I agree that that's a lot, and that's why I always wonder why it is that uh, the, that men, and I say men because a lot of times women women don't cheat, but they'll let you know that they're cheating. Like women, um, but a lot of times men will lie about it, and they will take it to the death. They will cheat unprotected, and they will right. deny, 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 not checking this woman's right. background, this history. So you're already inviting, like you said, potential diseases into the woman's body, and then right. even as you're getting caught right. denying it, which then invites insanity into this woman's emotional state because she right. just knows what she knows, but you're denying it, you're lying, you won't validate it, and then her whole body's in uproar, just it's reacting crazy because now there's other people's chemicals being introduced, and I, I mean that for me that's the most frustrating aspect of dealing with a person who cheats is feeling it in your body, knowing it in your mind, and then having to deal with this person who refuses to just admit it. But let, can nah, I, I thanks a lot, Milk, for your thoughts. We actually have to get to break. Let me correct on um, one thing before we go. One thing. So let me let me let me. We gotta we gotta go to break. So I'll keep you on. You can do it coming up. Do it out of the break. I'll just keep you on. Okay, King. All right. Listen to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. Well, all I ask is that you take. We'll be right back. Hey, where did you get that hat and T-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at MoneyMotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes. And I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit. And what I like the most, it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made $0 an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. And everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk, talk. They still know it's me. Because I look like money. Smell like money. Welcome back to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. Glad to have Money Motivation Sponsorship back on board with the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. If you have a product or service that you would like to get out to the smartest smartest audience in all of radio, please contact me directly at 404-604-9477 or inbox me on Facebook at Mental Dialogue or even IG, mental underscore dialogue. This morning's discussion question, cheating, would you rather know or not know? Great co-host Christy Gaynell on. I kept a caller, Brother Milk had a quick comment. I definitely want to get into uh, these comments I found this morning because it's going to take us in a slight different direction. But let me let Brother Milk finish up his last thought uh, coming out of the break. All right, Kim, we got you back on. I know you were saying you wanted to uh, make one last comment before we let you go. Okay, the the one thing I want to say to you, sister, is like, is one thing that women make a mistake on. Um, 
we call men the men, the type of man you were talking about men. They not men. They fuck boys. Like you can't. <laughs> a man ain't gonna do that to you. A real man is not. I'm a man is not gonna play with your heart. A fuck boy would do that. A man gonna just just not. You know he's gonna just be out here. That's just like well, let me let me let me throw out one thing. Not, let me and it's it's also possible immature too, because uh, because some men are immature and then once mature they no longer do that too or whatever. You know, just throwing it but, out. But, just throwing but out no matter small, which way you put it, small caveat. But go ahead, though, King. No matter which way you word it, that's just not. Even if you say immature, he's still not a man yet. That's not man. Fair like enough. just because you're a certain age, don't mean you're a man. Just Fair because enough. you do some. So, just because you pay bills or Absolutely. like it, being a man is just about it being integrity. I'm not going to sit in your face and act like I'm this if I'm not. I'm not going to do that to you, sister. So that's that's the only right. thing I really want to correct you on. Like those men are not men. They they just they just not. So we can't group all men. And, and, and let me say one more thing. This no, is the wait, last hold thing on. I'll I'll I want to comment on that. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Um, let, let, her, let her jump in, and then we'll let you respond to her, too. I'll, I'll go ahead and keep going. I love the dialogue. So let Christy respond, and we'll keep you on milk. We're not letting you go. So go ahead. Go ahead, um, Christy. I was going to say, I understand the distinguishing, the, um, the, the distinguishing difference that you're making with regard to men, but I want you guys as men to understand, too, that the majority of male figures that we encounter as women are these fuckboys because they are more aggressive, they're more persistent, they're more determined, and the real men that you're quantifying as being different tend to sit back, they're in a corner somewhere, they're in a cut, they're not approaching the woman, they're afraid of rejection or whatever their reason may be. We don't encounter those real men very often because they don't make themselves as available as the fuck boys. So unless you guys now, want to educate well, Chrissy, the fuck I gotta boys say this. on how to I'm Right. Chrissy, what I got to say yeah. is I'm conf- I'm confused at the men who are not stepping forward and sitting back in the cut. Like, I, I, I'm pretty sure Milk, and I'm going to let him respond, would agree. Like, we don't even know that to be men. The man is not going to go out there and seek out or whatever. Now, it may not – I agree with you. That's probably not enough of us. I'm I'm down with that 100%, but I'm just throwing out to sit back in the cut and not approach you. I don't know that to be any 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 man that I would consider a good brother, that that's how they move. Look, I'll let you respond. Again, that's just a small nuance to what you're saying because where I agree with you, Christy, is it's not enough of us. Uh, well, that a lot of you are not experienced enough of us. I think there is more than we realize in our community, but I don't know that with a lot of the dysfunction out there that people are running in circles to realize how many people fall in the other category. And sometimes that's a, a mirror check in my opinion. But go ahead, Milk, and I'll let Chris respond to what I had to say as well. Uh, I feel like it's a couple things going on. One, um, I believe that women mess up dudes and they become fuckboys also. So it, it, it's ah. a cycle. It ain't, just, it ain't just on one side, it's on both sides. The other thing I would say is um, – Yes, it is more fuckboys in this world than men. But I also believe the psycho, the psychological damage that fuckboys do to, to women, that when a real man come, she might believe to hear fuckboy because there's so many. So it, it, your wives can get crossed. So those are the things I think. 
All right, brother. Thanks a lot for your three cents this morning. It's been well taken. Um, Christy, go ahead and respond to what Brother Milk had to say. Um, I, I, I'm, I basically agree with him and to his comment about women messing up men and turning them into fuckboys. Um, I would like to approach that from the from the same perspective with which men tend to approach bitter women, and that's kind of like telling us get over it right okay yeah that guy hurt you get over it move on not everybody out here is like that person so if you've been hurt by a woman I feel like you need to take that same perspective that you're putting on women and work through it I'm not saying get over it but work through it deal with it and don't approach every new person like they're the last person and don't try to go out and get back at every woman for the one woman that hurt you um, because again, you're repeating and continuing the cycle. Now, those are strong thoughts. I'll even mention this, and then I'm going to bring in the the, the comment I saw this morning that again I want to I definitely want to tackle. Um, what I'll say is, I've been saying for a long time, and I and I've shared this with a lot of my lady friends or people that I consider sisters. Um, in my opinion, and people can call in and tell me different, but I'll say. Um, just due to the ego ego that we tend to have as men that I say for the most part men can in my opinion really can only handle about two devastating heartbreaks in life before they possibly are lifetime scarred to be the kind of men that Brother Milk referred to. Again, it may not be fair and again I'm just generalizing here, but I've always said to a certain extent, while heartbreak because obviously that's a part of, you know, this cheating situation or whatever. While heartbreak is devastating for any person, it's not, you know, men and women, it's equally bad. <laughs> you know, you can't eat, can't sleep or whatever uh, when you go through that experience. So it's equally bad. But where I've always found strength in women is the situation in which I will dust yourself back off. And sometimes a lot of you will will give a fair try again even after you know, something like this happening, whereas men, we can only, in my opinion, deal with a couple of major heartbreaks before a lot of us will possibly, unfortunately, never give our heart again. Um, our egos tend to not be able to handle, handle um, you know, this situation. So what you said, Christy, is very fair. Like, we, we, you know, if we go through that experience, then we definitely need to, which all people need to do is if you had a bad breakup or whatever, you need to go through a period of self-healing and, you know, we're hearing that more now, but a lot of times people just jump from relationship to relationship. So all of these things are dysfunctional things that men and women both need to work on. Um, but I will, you know, agree with you, Christy, that, um, you know, due to our ego, if we don't get that type of help, then there are a lot of brothers who will forever never give their heart again completely and and, and continue a bad cycle. I'm sorry, go ahead. The problem with that is if you're not willing to give your heart but you're wielding your dick around freely, you're crushing a lot of other people. You're damaging. Absolutely, them. yeah, absolutely. I'm definitely, yeah, I'm acknowledging it. I'm just, yeah, absolutely. You know, but those, those you're the, the women that you damage because you got your heart broken once or twice, they go on and damage a whole slew of other men because now you've done this, you've done this to them. And, the I mean, I'm right. not saying... I understand the the mentality of it, and I think what it all basically comes down to is we need to stop giving men such poor advice and making them feel like they're so 
fragile that they can't handle more than one or two heartbreaks. Like that one is a big misconception. That's a belief that's been. Well, let me let me, let me be clear. I think you're misunderstanding something I'm saying. Listen, yeah, because here it is. I'm not. It's not. It's not giving advice. I'm just telling you an assessment of men. Unfortunately, that's, don't don't do what you said, which is like say humans. When you've had a bad breakup, you should handle your own hurt. That's just something that men. So that's the advice. The advice is you. Fix yourself, get help so that you don't go forward and do it. I was just get, making an observation. That's not advice. That's not a, an advice at all. So it's not. No, I not, know. I'm, I'm not, not saying that. I'm not, I'm not saying that's advice. Right. I'm saying it's a belief that's being perpetuated within male communities that, oh, after you have your heart broken so many times, it's okay to just go out and be a player. And I think we need to change the narrative and say, you know, if you've had your heart broken, you need to take time to heal. Don't go out having sex with every woman you can find. And that's a lot of times men encourage other men to do that. Oh, oh, that chick broke your heart. Forget about her. There's lots of hoes out here. Let's go fuck somebody. You know, and that mentality does not right. allow space or room for the man to get the healing that he needs. And so he's compounding the problem by throwing more and more and more issues on top of what should have just been a situation where he had time to grieve, mourn, heal, and then move forward with life. And I think that also kind of equates to the issues that we have with mental health as a society where we're always afraid to ask for help. We don't want to seek assistance. We don't want to go get medical attention. And from an emotional perspective, when you're dealing with heartbreak, that falls into the same category, and we need to stop pushing this narrative of, we can only handle this much, and then we're going to just turn away from giving our heart out, and we're just going to sleep with whoever comes along to, hey, let's just stop sleeping with whoever comes along and maybe heal our hearts so that we have them to give, not just to the women that we want to bring into our lives, but also to our daughters who are desperately in need of strong, male, whole, emotional men. Yeah, like I said, I, I do. I will. I will say that it, it, the perpetuation, unfortunately, typically, and again, this is it may sound like an excuse. I'm just talking about that. Unfortunately, is usually amongst you know, if you've been in a relationship, you're usually hearing it from 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 other guys who are not in a relationship currently, uh, you, you know, whatever, encourage you to get back out there with them. So again, I'm not saying that's an excuse. I'm just saying I do agree that it does get. Um, perpetuated or whatever, at the end of the day, the best advice, which, again, I think is advice that we all could take, is the, the taking the time period. And I, what I will agree is quite often women are told to do that and men are not told that enough. So that's where I'm 100% with you that men need to take that time too because we don't tell our society. Again, this is just something I think that is a societal thing that we just have to do a better job of sharing with young boys and, you know, young men, that you need to take that time, too, because you're not prepared. You're going to perpetuate and, you know, add to um, levels of dysfunction as well. So uh, I think we're pretty much um, in agreement on, on that sense. We've actually talked ourselves to the other break. So I, I, coming out of this break, i got to get this comment from this morning in on this morning's discussion. So let me go to um, the next break, and we'll come back with this comment I happen to see on Facebook this morning that I think adds con- some, some other context to this morning's discussion. You listening to? Mental dialogue talk show. All right, hold on. My board's freezing up. I may not be able to get my next commercial in. Having some issues on my board. All right, hold on. What's going on here? All right, a couple little technical difficulties this morning. See if I can get this 
commercial to play. If I can't, we'll continue the conversation. Uh, here we go. We might get, I think I may have it working now. Thank you, everybody, for being with us. It's freezing up again. Okay, I'm going to try to wait to the next break, to, and I'll just play a couple of commercials if I can get this working. All right, so to continue the conversation, I want to share um, this thought, Christy, um, just to give the context. This thought comes from a brother by the name of Chief X. You may recall we've had him on the show um, this morning. I mean, not this morning, but we've had him on the show before, I should say. And so let me see if I can get this pulled up. I think my computer is just kind of spazzing out on me altogether, so it may not just be blog talk. I'm even having trouble bringing this comment. All right, here we go. I got it. All right. So, again, I just so happened to find that this morning, again, the universe works like this. So we're preparing for this show, and I just came across this Facebook post that Brother Chief X um, put up, and he just said this, and I want to hear your thoughts on it. So if you can listen to it closely, and maybe some of the callers can get in and give us their three cents on it as well. But the thought is, unless you are, one, married, two, engaged, three, live together, you are just friends on a trial basis. You're not in a real commitment yet. Anyone can still leave or upgrade, and it's no sweat. Lose the number. I gave up all them cute, meaningless titles a long time ago. If you're not those three things, you're simply just, bottom line, intimate friends. You can love the person, but y'all ass is still on trial with the possibility to commit one day. So basically, a lot of people ain't never been cheated on as they think. Does that, did you catch all of that? I want to hear your thoughts to what Brother Chief X said. And I, 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 I tend to agree with some of what he's saying. I even know one group that goes as far as to say, if you're not married, you can't be cheated on. I've seen people, there's one group that I follow go as far as that. And I, I actually respect their train of thought even more, and I, I never thought about it until I seen it in that group that you can't, that in their eyes, you can't even be cheated on unless you're married. And I'm that's a new paradigm for me, but I, I see that that makes even a lot more sense than maybe what we're doing out here today. But any thoughts on Chief X thoughts, thoughts or with that, how that group takes it as far as um, marriage is the only way that you cannot be cheated on? Any thoughts on that, Chris? Well, he said marriage and two other things, what, engaged. Yeah, now he or, included engaged and living together. He included those as his standard. <laughs> and, again, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm following this other group who I respect where they come from. They have a lot of successful marriages, and they go as far as marriage is the only situation in which you cannot be cheated on. And, again, I will even well, personally I, say I like that thought process, even though it's a new paradigm shift for myself. Go ahead, I agree with that. Actually, that's been my belief system for as long as I can remember. And I've had conversations with people who would get mad. Usually it's people who've never been married, and they see that the, the, the deepest relationship they've ever been in, they hold that on the same level as marriage and say, oh, well, this happened to me, this happened to me. And I'm like, it's different because marriage is a vow. It's a promise between you, God, your family, that this is where you're going to be and these are the things that you're going to do within this space. If there's no vow, then there's no cheating. You know what I mean? And I I will take exception with if there is a commitment, if you and I make an, an agreement with each other or a commitment that we are going to be exclusive to each other, um, and then one of us goes outside of that, I do still see that as cheating because there was still an agreement. There was still a promise between us. Um, 
but for the most part, I don't really see it as if you're just in a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship and one person, you know, messes around, they're testing the waters. They obviously haven't decided you're the one because they haven't made that commitment. So I don't see that. And, and, and No, I respect that. Now, what I will say, um, again, you seem to fall in line with the marriage group outside of they look at even the situation you said, that commitment. Because the commitment, you know, the promise between two people, you know, from a standpoint, because often that's what happens with the boyfriend-girlfriend situation, right? You're, you know, you're dating someone, you're seeing someone, but when you start claiming the other, that typically happens when that promise has been made. And that group, again, I, I, I'm, I'm learning this paradigm. I'm not saying it's my thoughts as much as I'm learning it, and, again, I agree that it makes sense. But they go as far as they find that quite laughable um, that uh, that there's a concept that there's a commitment and the person hasn't made the full vow, as you say, the full commitment, because that vow includes the legacy, the children, um, a commitment to all of that. And so they're saying anything other than that is quite laughable to think that someone could cheat on you in a boyfriend-girlfriend situation, even if y'all say y'all are committed. And the other aspect, uh, you know, that they look at um, is that the idea that you could test and try to understand and see where somebody's loyalties lie in that situation versus, like you said, when you take that marriage step and all that comes with it comes with that. That's a whole different level of commitment than just saying, oh, I'm just going to be exclusive with you. And, again, I'm not – I hope for anybody out there listening, I'm not trying to be – uh, personally not trying to be dismissive of it, but I see the concept because where they're going is they're saying the value is only in saying I want to spend the rest of your life, my life with you and raise our children with you, again, including that legacy aspect, not just being caught up in the I, love part of it. They think that's ridiculous. Go ahead, Queen. I do think anything that is not marriage is impermanent. And so I think when you're dealing with something that impermanent, it does almost seem laughable that you would call it cheating. But what I do see is in those situations where there is cheating, so to speak, or that person's going outside of the relationship, I look at that as they are doing you a favor because they are providing you the opportunity to see who they are before you agree to spend the rest of your life with them, before you make those vows and that long-term commitment. They've already shown you who you who they are. And I don't understand why people get so upset and, you know, like rage against, you know, this person in this situation when all they've done is help you to make a better choice, really. Unless, again, that, you know, a lot of times cheating comes along with lying and that, that presents a whole lot of other issues where you'll have stuff like people don't find out that they were cheated on until after they're married. Um, so the de- the levels of deceit can grow and blossom from, you know, those kinds of relationships into marriage. But I feel like if somebody, if you're in a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship with somebody and that person goes outside of that relationship, whether you want to call it cheating or not, I just think they did you a favor and it's an opportunity to see them for who they are. And they're basically letting you know at that point you're not a person they can see themselves in a long-term commitment with. To be exclusive. Hey, the scenario you just mentioned, Christy, 
Uh, I know of a situation like that. I, I, again, some, some couple things. I hope we can get out before the show goes out, but I want to hear your thoughts on it. I, I know of a situation where it, it was a situation kind of discovered after they were married. Um, the commitment was there from marriage going forward. Um, but the one person, you know, in that discovery felt so betrayed that it ended up almost being the beginning of their downfall for the marriage. Like they eventually didn't make it. You know, it took some years and some other things happened from that point. But it was almost a, a almost a, a unrecoverable for for the person who found out. Like, and and in their in their you know and their their spouse was saying, you know, hey, it's discovered. Um, but does it matter that I've been committed to you for you know almost a decade? With and have never thought to go outside of it, you know, in that situation. So what? What their scenario was exactly what we're talking about. Their scenario was this happened, quote unquote, in the boyfriend girlfriend stage. And as we just said, this other group finds it laughable that people think you can even call that a commitment. But of course, they had made that promise to one another, right? And so what happened? Um, you know, what happened was is the guy got more serious and said, hey, she's the one, he didn't do that anymore. You know what I mean? But while boyfriend and girlfriend, you know, in that quote-unquote testing stage, his brother Chief X just brought, up, you know, brought to the table, he, you know, kind of dipped outside when he said she's the one. He made that commitment and never, you know, at least up until this, I'll say up until that point, did not, um, you know, go outside of the marriage. But she could not accept that deceit, even from well before, you know, I don't know how far before the marriage it was, but it was just, for her, it was just devastating because, and here's what, here's the last thing I'll tell you, I'll let you jump in, because what she ended up saying was her, part of her reason for marrying him was that he had not been like any of the previous, you know, men that she had dated, which, you know, had some issues, and she had put that kind of trust in him or whatever, and he was saying, why can't you have it because I haven't broke it since? That scenario literally is something I know firsthand. Go ahead, Queen. So, yeah, again, that goes back to what I was saying about a betrayal of trust um, because she trusted him. Now, the way I personally look at that particular scenario is during the dating phase, I do see dating as an explorative phase of a relationship. And so I look at that kind of like it's a situation where he's he's been dating this person, he sees somebody else that catches his interest, he goes and explores that. That person probably made him more aware that this other girl that he was in the relationship with is the better person for him and even probably prompted him towards making that commitment and marrying her and then remaining faithful to her throughout the process. But because he did not tell her, before they got married because he did not, you know, make her aware of what happened and he had made this commitment to her prior to doing it, it, it is absolutely a betrayal of trust because at the end of the day, you're still a liar. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing, like men get so caught up in the cheating aspect of it when for me personally, the bigger aspect of it is you're, every time you say, I am this person or I'm going to do this and I'm not going to do that, and then you choose to do something other than that, you're a liar. And 
how can you trust somebody that is willing to lie to you about something that affects mental, physical, and emotional state? That doesn't like. How do you build on that? Yeah, and, and to be fair, that's how you know what you're saying is exactly how she felt. And I'll say, you know, maybe from as a man's perspective or whatever. And again, you know, it was it was kind of like, you know, again, you know, maybe you can explain this to me, but. But like you said, what you're saying is exactly how she felt, and we were just like, "Dang!" Does does? But the fact that he's been good once he knew, you know, obviously, you know, I, you know, like unfortunately, they had did that verbal commitment. You know, they were committed to one another in their boyfriend girlfriend stage. So to be fair to her, that commitment had been made. So like I said, it wasn't just dating, and it happened. It was a commitment that you know she understood it to be, and obviously, and I forgot how she found out. You know, so many years later or whatever. But you know, kind of got called on it. You know, he was honest or whatever. So definitely expect some some pushback. Um, but yeah, she could really never ever you know get over it. And in the, in the, in the reality, is other things came in. The, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. The only thing is, is once you find out that this person's done this in the past, whether they whether or not they say it only happened this one time and they don't tell you any about, you still in the back of your mind think that they could have done it again. You don't know. Because they lied about right. the time they did it. You know what I mean? So right. he can say, oh, it just happened this one time, you know, before we were married. And married. And a lot of men will say stuff like that to test the waters to see if it's okay to confess the other stuff they did. And when the reaction is so hard. See, I'll be taking it to a whole other level. That, that man meant that. Now, now I feel where you're going, though. I'm just, I'm just messing but with you. He, uh, but it's just funny to like see really, where the mind can go. Go ahead. But when he gets to, when he gets that really negative backlash, like men have trouble dealing with the backlash and taking responsibility for their choices. So when they get that backlash, they're like, oh, I better not tell her about the other stuff I did because she can't even handle the stuff I did before I was married to her. And as women, if we know that that's how you guys tend to operate, then how can we believe anything you say after that? So the the man who says, yes, I did this, I apologize, I shouldn't have, I was wrong, um, it's not something that I intend to keep doing, that's a man we can probably trust because at least he's open, honest, and upfront about what he did. The man who's like, no, I never did that, and then you find out he did, and then he says, oh, it only happened that once. Did it really? Because you already lied about whether or not it happened at all. No, nah, that makes sense. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Um, now nah, that's, that's a strong thought. I'm actually trying to go to the next break, but I'm still having trouble with the board here. So I definitely want to make sure I take care of my sponsors. I definitely appreciate all sponsorships. But every now and then we do have some issues. I think it's I think it's my computer, not blog talk. But I may have to skip this last commercial as well because things are freezing up. I don't know if it's the internet or my computer. All right. Well, we're going to continue this conversation without the commercial. I may try to play it at the end again. I like to take care of sponsors, money, motivation, as well as LNG Technologies and Square Biz Entertainment. They are our current sponsors. If you don't have a business or a product but are an individual and you like what we're doing, we absolutely do need your support. It could actually help with little issues such as this. I could upgrade um, the service that I have with Blog Talk. So if you're an individual and like what we're doing, please consider supporting us at mentaldialogue.com. Uh, with a again, we have a supporter level at two dollars a month outside of Atlanta. If you're here in Atlanta 
then please take advantage of the full membership as we do have a live experience that we do every third Friday. I'm definitely looking forward to March 15th over at Urban Grind, a black-owned coffee shop, as we do our live experience. We are doing a conversation about money, bringing in some financial experts and basically a very interactive discussion to get into our mindset about money. It's a conversation about money, and you will basically attack your mindset because ultimately the amount of money you have in your pocket is absolutely related to your mindset. And as we are mental dialogue, always concerned with how we think psychologically as a group, we're going to take a very different approach at next Friday's uh, mental dialogue live experience. So definitely um, go to the Facebook page or the IG page or go to Eventbrite and look up Mental Dialogue Live Experience if you're here in Atlanta um, to take advantage of that event as well. But, again, to the listeners out there, please consider going to mentaldialogue.com, see what we're about, and see if we're a, a radio show that you can continue to support or whatever because we don't get on the radio for free. So we definitely need your assistance and help with that. So I'll make my own PSA since I can't get the actual commercial to um, play this morning. Uh, but getting back to this morning's discussion, cheating, would you rather know or not know? Um, so here's a scenario that I'm also aware of that I want to kind of bring to the table and get your thoughts on, Christy. And this is where I look to try to bring Eric back on as well. Oh, go ahead. Do you have something, Christy? Go ahead. Oh, I can see that. I have a scenario that I want to uh, address or ask your opinion on as well. So, um Okay, cool. So yeah, let's do yeah, let's just, yeah, let's. Uh, I'll jump into this one. We'll try to make it quick, and then we got because we got a little time, and then we'll jump into yours as well. All right. So here's a scenario that I'm very aware of in, in the past that I came well, I can't well, I came aware of. I should say. So, uh, young lady um, found out that her father. Yeah, I mean, I'll try to make it short. So uh, he ended up attending a, a, a particular funeral of this lady. And so for her, it was alarming. She was like, why is my father attending this funeral without my mom? And then she started kind of going through her mental roller decks, and she kind of put two and two, two, and two together from, I guess, some scenarios that had happened years ago, you know, from what she could remember as a, a, a young girl. And so she was able to put together, he's doing this because he had dealt with her. And she confronted him, confronted her father, because she was so upset. And because she put two and two together, she did, she didn't realize it at the time, but that's what triggered her that that the fact that he was attending this funeral. And so she put two and two together, confronts her father, and he pretty much admits, "You got me, you got me, daughter." And so, as her friend, she was devastated. And it was like, "I got to tell my mother this. Like my mother needs to know because she doesn't know." And what I said to her was there is a difference between loyalty and commitment. And in this scenario has passed, all you're going to do is bring heartache and pain in a situation where clearly his loyalty, obviously, he, I don't, you know, I, you know, like I said to her, obviously I don't know how long he dealt with this supposed person. I don't, you know, we don't know all the details even at this point. I say, but at this, but, but his, but his commitment was definitely to, you you know your mother and y'all family. You know he brought his paycheck home every day to y'all. His his legacy will be left to y'all because that's where his commitment lies. And obviously he had made that mistake. But I see no reason for it to be a situation where your mother must know now because from what you tell me they're content in their 
elderly, or you know, not only they were too elderly, her parents weren't elderly, elderly, but they were older. And so, from what she understood, they were content and did things together and were relatively happy, you know, up until this point. So that was a scenario in which I said, you, you absolutely do not break up how she sees that scenario. For all we know, they may have dealt with that situation back then. Before it to be closed now, it is no reason to open it up. So that was a scenario in which I felt you 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 don't want to know. You know, you know, obviously her mother might be the type that wanted to know, but I gave her the advice not to tell, and she basically rolled with that advice. Any thoughts on that, Chris? Yeah, I think um, that goes back to, like, what I was saying before about asking the person what their preference is. So, I mean – if it was me in that situation, I would have asked my mom. And actually, I've been in that situation, and I did ask my mom if I knew or I knew of someone who knew that your husband was cheating on you, would you want to know? And my mom was said, I would not want to know unless they had conclusive proof. So I went back to the person, do you have conclusive proof? If there is no conclusive proof, I did not oh, bring wow. it Oh, wow. So you've been in this scenario. Wow. Now yeah. here's here's the, here's a quick caveat though. See, see, my concern is like even the asking of the question, in my opinion, is too far because this is you know the scenario now you know your scenario may be a little different, but in this scenario that this young lady gave me, it it's kind of a done deal. You know what I mean? So so even if your mother, if, even if her mother had said she's she is one who would want to know, my advice is still going to be leave that alone. He's clearly committed to the family at this point. It's done. Again, I may be wrong, but I'm just telling you. Okay. You're operating from the perspective of a person who doesn't want to know. And if you're if you're a person who doesn't want to know, not only do you not want to know, you don't want any you don't want to know any information that can arouse suspicion. But not everybody is a not don't want to know person. Like for me, I don't care if I've been married to a person 50 years and they cheated on me 40 years ago and you just found out today. I still want to know because I just want to why? know. Why, Christy, why? Like at that point, why? Eric, I got Eric on the line too, so I'm going to let both of you jump in. You can respond first, Christy. Mm-hmm. Eric, I, I'm pretty know you. I know you want to know too, but I want to know from y'all. Why? Because I think it's absolutely useless at that point. But go ahead, Chris. Well, I'm ready to give you my answer, so. Well, well yeah, yeah, I know you are, but I, I, I'm going to let Chris respond first because I said it to her. So she's no, responding to you. Go to you. I want to know because I'm an information-based person. Like, I like having the information. A lot of times um, it goes also back to the intuition when it happened 40 years ago, there might have been something in me, in my body, that told me that this is happening. And because I didn't have any validation or any proof, I might have suppressed that intuition and blocked myself from all kinds of other opportunities because I wasn't open to trusting my instincts. So when I find out 40 years later. But that can't serve you 40 years later. Like, okay, maybe you did that, but it can't serve you 40 years later. No, but it can because when I find out 40 years later that that intuition was right and that instinct was right, it opens me back up to be able to trust myself again, to trust my intuition again, to trust my instincts again. So it might not do anything with regard to my marriage. It doesn't mean I'm going to leave. It doesn't mean I'm going to walk away. It just gives me the validation and the strength to say, you know what, 
I wasn't wrong. I can trust this feeling in my gut. I can trust this second, sixth sense, whatever it is, that's letting me know that. Uh, let's, let, yeah, let's, 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 let's see what Brother Eric got to say. We're about five minutes. I got another call that wants to get in, actually. So uh, go ahead, Eric. Right, what are your on. thoughts? You, I'm going to have, have you shorten it up because we're bringing you back on. I got another call. I didn't know we were going to jump in. Go ahead. Are we okay? So, as harsh as it may sound, as hard as it may be for her to do, talk about the daughter. It is not her story to tell. If anything, yes, she's entitled to be upset, yes. angry, all of that. Yes. But if he wants to do anything about it, talk to her father to encourage him. Now, this is just speaking from her perspective. Encourage him to share that with her mother. But that is not her business to tell. That was a relationship between the father and the mother, and you don't know. She doesn't know what the mother knows or didn't know and just hadn't shared with her. It's not her business to tell. It is. And that's where, that's exactly what I told her, too. It's not, that's a difference in, in perspective. It became her business when he involved her in it. When she could recollect having remembered a scenario at some age or point, and he involved her Based on the story, she was nosy. Yeah, he didn't involve her. No, he didn't involve her. She just was able to put it together herself, but he didn't involve her. She did involve her. That's why she had a memory of it. It, so she was just able it, to put. She just said all she just what, what yeah all she did was she was saying why is attending this funeral by himself and then she recalled what she looked up she was like oh I remember this woman so he's never involved exactly. like it's, and, and, like and like Eric said like Eric said we don't know what between him and the, his wife they you know they may have dealt with it but the daughter she didn't put it together way back then that's that curiosity made her think about in a. Hold on. Can I make one more statement? Around her. That means he involved her in the situation. No, no. Let me just say this. As personal as we are making it, because we're putting ourselves into that particular situation, let me just say this. And I am not a psychiatrist or a psychologist, but I am here to tell you I know many who are. And I have even heard such a situation, even even on in, in, in certain um, – well, anyway, I've heard of certain situations occurring before. And what those psychiatrists or psychologists would say is the same thing. It is not her business to tell. If anything, if she wants to own any power or, or try to influence anything, she needs to try to have the conversation with the father since she now knows what she knows, what I know they have, and encourage him to have that conversation, have that dialogue with him or with her, the wife. But if he chooses not to – Stay the fuck out of it. All right, thank you for your thoughts, brother. We got a few minutes. Let me get to the next caller. Let me see if I can speak up. Speak up, man. We got three minutes, Christy. I'm gonna get one more thought in. All right, let's do it. This board is working a little slow here. All right, here we go. Area code four seven zero last three five one one. Sorry to keep you on hold. You got maybe about a minute if you can make it quick on your thoughts. Your three cents on it this morning. Where are you calling from, and what's your name? Hey, this is Soul Scribe calling from Atlanta, Georgia. Hey, what's up, Queen? We got, sorry to get you on so late. Go ahead, Queen. Say is yes, I would want to know. Um, but of course, I'm. I don't know if you know. I'm recently going through something like this. But basically, it's about mm-hmm. communication. I think we need to talk about what we do when it happens and the communication. We have high divorce rates. We have the breakdown of the black family. We have so many issues. Um, infidelity. You know, 
it can be managed, and I think we can keep families together. It just depends on the communication and how you all are able to deal with it. When a person is apologetic, they're truly accountable 100% and doesn't shift blame. I think that's important mm-hmm. in the healing process, and we do the work together. I think that, you know, um, we all make mistakes. No one's perfect. I'm not making excuses for infidelity, but what I'm saying is it's been going on for a long time. And how do we deal with it? How do we keep our families together? How do we heal? How do we deal with the mental illness in the black community and things that are are coming up over and over again? And I think it's about taking care of each other's soul when infidelity is introduced and communicating and being patient and and vulnerable, again, to work through the problems that you would have in your relationship, marriage, or whatever. And so that's all I wanted to say uh, because, of course, I'm recently going through this with my ex-fiance, is that you – Mm-hmm. You have to think about the other person and the empathy and, and, and get rid of pride and ego if you truly want their relationship to work and you're sorry for what you did. Um, communication is key. No, that's actually very major. Thank you for that thought. I think it's a beautiful wrap-up because, and Christy's already kind of mentioned this, but I think it's great for you to reiterate it at the end, which is the concept of, like you said, how you handle it because, like you said, the idea of not owning blame can actually create more issues. The only chance you really have at recovery is being, you know, taking that ownership that you talk about, and it's a chance to kind of maintain the family situation, which I think is why this conversation was most important. So I agree with everything you just said, and I think it was a beautiful wrap-up. We got a minute before we go, but thank you for your three cents this morning, Queen. Thank you so much, King. All right, right, Chrissy, I'm going to give you 30 seconds, and i got to close it out. I was going to say I agree that she should talk to the father first um, and then say whatever she has to say to the mother. But I think what people don't understand with regard to marriage is anything that you do within the marriage affects the family. You're not just cheating on the woman. You're cheating on the family. You're uprooting or disrupting the entire family structure. Kids are just as affected by infidelity within marriage as the spouses. And I think that that's something that also needs to be taken into consideration. Because kids are very We're at the end. We're at the end. We're at the end, Christy. We're at the end. Got, I got to close the show. Thanks a lot, Queen. Um, thank you for those final thoughts. We'll see y'all next Saturday. All I ask is that you take. It's no secret that conserving energy can save your business money. But that's not the only benefit. Using the right energy-efficient equipment can also have some other surprising advantages. And Georgia Power's commercial energy efficiency program can help show you how. Like how improvements to your heating and cooling system can lead to a more comfortable work environment. Or LED lighting can make your store more inviting to customers. Just a few ways to take charge of your energy. Learn about programs and rebates today at georgiapower.com slash commercial savings.